Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. It's time now for our Euro Watch segment. We're taking a look at quite a number of headlines coming out of the Euro area. And on the line with me is Antonio Fantas, Professor of Economics in SEAT and the Portuguese Council Chair, Professor of European Studies. Good morning, Professor. Hi, good morning. And thank you as always for helping me out. I suppose let's start off with the top story in the news. It's been developing. I think it's still developing a bit. And as of last night, Poland and NATO say that the missile that crashed inside Poland, I believe it was a Poland village, was probably a stray fired by Ukraine's air defenses and not a Russian strike. I suppose, Professor, let's explore the reaction from this as a bit of relief in that sense. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a bit of a relief or a lot of a relief because I think if it would have been a Russian missile, I think, of course, there would have been an increasing tensions uh, in the war and there would be this question of what would NATO do uh, when one of these countries is being attacked by, by Russia. I think the current situation of course is not good. Uh, there were some fatalities in Poland uh, but at a minimum in terms of escalation of tension I think we, we're coming to a place which is a lot better than what we thought 24 hours ago. That is true. It is a little bit better but at the same time NATO's chief has said that Russia not Ukraine is still to blame. They're basically saying if you didn't mobilize first we wouldn't have reacted. If we didn't react, the accident wouldn't have happened. Sounds a bit child's play, but we did have the G20 at least after hours of meetings declare a statement that deplores in the strongest terms the aggression by Russia against Ukraine and demands the complete and unconditional withdrawal from the territory. What does this mean moving forward? I mean, you cannot forget this is a real war. Uh, it's happening right there uh, in Europe. So, I mean, European countries have very strong feelings about this. Uh, I mean, don't expect any softening relative to Russia. And what the G20 said is how the Europeans and others feel about it, which is Russia has invaded a sovereign nation. And this is clearly not acceptable. Uh, and I think the question that we all have is when will this end and how will this end? Would you consider that the fact that this has come out at the end of the G20, would you consider that, you know, making the G20 a successful event, a successful gathering? I mean, I think it's the best that one could hope for. Uh, mm. I mean, we do understand that there are some dissensions within the G20. Not everyone has the same attitude towards Russia. Uh, and I think what came out of it, I think, was a, was a condemnation of Russia. Mm. Of course, it's softer than what the Europeans would have liked. But to be honest, given what I expected, I think this is the best I could have hoped for. Yeah, because the silent killer still remains. The issue of supply chain, even food insecurity and whatnot, that's still kind of brewing under the radar. I mean, there are lots of interesting issues that are under the radar. Of course, there's climate change at the same time. There's many things that the G20, hopefully, will deal with one day. So, yes, at this war, I think it's a distraction to many other things that they could deal with. And the fact that they're spending so much time dealing with this is not bad news just because of the war. It's also bad news because we're not focusing on many other issues. Mm, You describe it well. It is a bit of a distraction as opposed to the important things that need to be discussed more immediately. Mm. Professor Antonio, a planned G20 meeting between British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak and Chinese President Xi Jinping was cancelled. Apparently, this is due to scheduling issues. What was meant to be discussed, actually? 
I mean, I think these meetings are a little bit a show to all of us just to see these leaders together. Uh, one would assume that there's lots of other conversations going on in parallel. I mean, I think the UK is trying to find its, its place in the world after it left the European Union. It's trying to find sort of trade agreements and ways in which it can matter to the rest of the world. So I think they take any opportunity they have to, to show that leadership and with a new prime minister, I think this was a good opportunity for him to show up his leadership and meet as many leaders as possible. And obviously, China is a fundamental country, not just for the UK, but for everyone else in the world. Yeah, it would have been the first meeting between British and Chinese leaders for almost five years. Gosh, mm-hmm. are we or should we expect some kind of a follow up from this? Well, I mean, I think, again, as I said, the UK needs to find its place in the world. Uh, uh, still, they haven't found it. Uh, and they're still trying to digest Brexit. Most of the population <laughs> in the UK now are against Brexit. Now the opinions are turning against the idea that they voted for. So I think that that's still a mess and clearly there's not yet a clear definition of the role of the UK in the world economy. Well, you're really helping me out with that segue with the UK trying to find their place in the world. Maybe today could be the start of it as they tackle their new budget. There's talk about about the UK and questions as to whether or not they are set for a new austerity budget. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, they're set for, for a new one for sure, because now they've made it very clear that they want to close the, the gap that exists between revenues and expenditures. I mean, it's a little bit a strange situation because from an economic point of view, they're not in the worst possible state they can be. Other countries in some sense have bigger gaps. Yeah. But because it's a new government and because of what happened a few weeks ago, I think they've taken very seriously the idea that they need to do something about it. So for sure, you're going to see something that sounds like austerity, so some carrier spending, some increases in taxes across the board. Okay. Well, we are getting some media reports that indicate that the government's looking to come up with something between 50 to 60 billion pounds. And this is going to be a mix of tax increases and spending cuts. Having said that, it may not take effect until the next election in 2024. Now, again, I stress these are just media reports, but what are your thoughts on this potential plan? I mean, I think they'll do something like this. And I think you're right. They've tried to postpone a few of these measures because they will not be popular. Uh, Plus, the US, the UK economy is likely to enter a recession or is probably in a recession as we speak. Mm. So austerity is not the right recipe for a recession. <laughs> so I think they want to make an announcement of commitment. That, that's an important announcement. Okay. At the same time, they want to postpone these measures as much as they can, given the state of the UK economy. Well, I do appreciate your time this morning. I've been speaking with Antonio Fantas, Professor of Economics, INSEAD, and the Portuguese Council Chair, Professor of European Studies. Prof, thank you again for your time. You take care and have a great day ahead, yeah? To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.